Hey everybody, I'm Mike McDonald. My buddy Jesse Stratton loves some of the cheesiest movies ever made. He spent years telling me about them all, so now I'm finally watching these movies for the very first time. This is our podcast where we break those movies down together. This is the Celluloid Dumpster Fire. Hey everybody, today we are talking about the 2020 sci-fi comedy from New Zealand filmmaker Shay Sterling, Alien Addiction. This is actually an award-winning movie, won Best Picture at the Florence Film Awards in Italy, in Slovakia at the Kosici International Monthly Film Festival for March 2020, won Best First Time Director. And in Russia at the Gelos Comedy Film Festival, one best picture there also. Everybody's heard of it and likes it all over the world, except for like down of the U.S. Because yeah, I actually only found out about it. And yeah, I love this movie. Well, we were arguing over voting machines in 2020, so we probably weren't going to yeah. see this. Um, and that's as political as I'm ever going to get. Sorry about that. Won't ever happen again. <laughs> It was a very limited release. Um, you can pay to watch this on Google Play, YouTube, and Apple TV, or you can watch it for free on Tubi, Amazon Prime, or Vudu. And it's definitely worth watching. A 96-minute film, so it's a little bit longer than some of the recent films we've talked about. And it's 96 really good minutes. Yeah, they pack a lot in that. Yeah, I couldn't find the financials on this film. But it was looked like it looked like it was made for lunch and a couple of twelve packs of Bud Light. Yeah, but the cinematography on it it'll fool you. The cinematography, especially the drone shots in this movie, are beautiful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Movie was written, directed, edited, produced by Shay Sterling. He was also director of photography and one of the cameramen and the principal distributor. So yeah, pat that guy on the back. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Independent film, hardcore, one-man show. Yeah. I think there were fine... With, it, when you added everybody else in, the makeup, the costumers, the other camera people, the associate producers that he had, there were maybe 15 people, 15 to 20 people involved in making this movie. Yeah. Hell of a crew, man. Yeah. I, and probably all people he knows. Oh, yeah. Um, most of the actors in this film are unknown. Some of them never acted before and haven't acted since. We got Jimmy Jackson as Rico, best known as a YouTuber with a very devoted following. I looked him up. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's Check him funny. out. He's really funny. We have Harry Summerfield as Rabbit. He is a minor actor having only bit parts in three other works since 2014. We have Tane Huata as Hemi. This is his only acting credit because he's actually an accountant for a government agency in New Zealand. <laughs> no kidding. Nice. We have Jojo Waka as Jacinta. She's a well-known name in Maori performing arts. Unfortunately, she died suddenly at the age of 26, just three years before this movie was released. So not long after filming her parts for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But Mel Price and Stephen Samuel Johnston as Gurgis and Jeff. Again, 
either their only acting credit or one of no more than three acting credits in short films here. Thomas Sainsbury is Peter McIntosh. Now, as an actor, he's pretty well known for recurring roles in Australian and New Zealand television shows. He's also well known as a very prolific playwright, and he writes a lot of uh, dark comedies. <laughs> I love dark comedy. Yeah. Finally, I am Galagini as Salim. This is his only acting credit because he, he's a sales rep. He sells stuff. That's his job. And one time he decided to do a little acting. Probably on his vacation. He's like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go be in a movie. Yeah. And the good part, the great part about this is the way it's filmed and, and the way these guys are coached, probably by, you know, our, our writer, director, Shay Sterling. You can't really tell that they've never acted before. It works out pretty well. Yeah, they come across, uh, what do you call it, really natural. It's like right. you really buy the characters because they're, they're real people. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're basically playing themselves. Not a lot of people know about this, but I did a little independent film acting myself one time. And it's really easy to coach somebody for a really quick shot and then take that shot and then coach them for the next shot. And 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 that sort of thing, because because that's what what was what they did for me, because I'd never acted before or since. And there's a good reason for that. If you've ever seen what I was in, it's not great. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It, it was fun. Lot, yeah. The lighting was a little bit off. That's all I'm going to say. But well, yeah, it was filmed in some guy's apartment with a couple shop lights. <laughs> I'm not joking. It really was. <laughs> that explains a lot, man. Yeah. So the movie opens up with some drone footage of various spots in New Zealand. And I can't say it enough. The drone footage in this movie is gorgeous. Oh, man. Not since, it like, looks... the only thing I compare it to is uh, Hard Ticket of White. But those guys had, like, get two helicopters and, like, you know. Yeah. Th these guys just did it with a drone. And it looks, like, ten times better. <laughs> get this whole feel of this part of, of new zealand yeah it's great it is really good now we find a group of stoners playing a board game called galaxy gods and of course there's the stoned nerd conversation about which cards can beat which rico plays aliens which apparently beats everybody it's um very reminiscent of a bunch of potheads sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons and arguing about the rules because no matter how stoned they are, they still have all the rules memorized. Yeah, they're going to argue it to, to the death. They're just going to argue and argue and argue. Yeah. Well, Rico comes up with an idea since, since they can't agree on, on how this is going to play out. Well, let's just get high. And they're all down for that. Yeah. yeah. And we get various scenes of so some pretty outrageous bong rips. Yeah, and it's all like weird close-ups and stuff. You see their face twitches, and it's it's pretty hilarious. Like everybody's kind of like trying to like hold it in, but I don't know. They're probably you know, yeah, yeah. They, they studied for this role, or uh, you know, maybe they you know used real stuff on a set. But yeah, no, it's funny as shit. Well, I mean, considering it, that it's a, an independent film with basically a group of friends, I'm pretty sure. They were using the 
not actually stage pot. It, it might have been the actual real stuff. It does look real. <laughs> well, then Rico's auntie brings in snacks. It looks like tea and English muffins. Um, turns out they taste like crap because Rico's auntie confuses salt with sugar a lot. <laughs> yes, they're both of them suck, the tea and the crumpets. Yeah, yeah. The tea, uh, Hemi says it tastes like piss and... Rico says, so that means she put something, I, I can't remember the name of it, she put something in it. He says, well, what the hell is that? He says, it's something that tastes like piss. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Rabbit is describing a fight he was in. And, you know, just like every, just like so many people we know who have not been in very many fights, not only was he dominating, but he's specially trained to dominate. <laughs> Special forces, man. He's like golden gloves and stuff. Right, right. And he's not supposed to tell you that, but he's probably undercover too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hemi Hemi thinks he didn't quite it didn't quite go that way. He said, Well, didn't didn't he hit you? Yeah, yeah, I, I got a little bloody nose, but you know, I didn't really feel it because I'm conditioned not to feel it. You could hit me in the face right now and I wouldn't feel it. Go ahead, hit me, hit me in the face. Yeah, go. so so Rico and Rabbit start uh, taunting Hemi. <laughs> he headbutts Rabbit. He goes, shit, what'd you do that for? I didn't think you were really going to hit me. Turns out his conditioning needs to be prepared for the punch or else it doesn't work. Like, well, yeah, you got to you know, know where you're going to get punched before you get, you know. Yeah, that guess. So. Yeah. So they decide the next thing they need to do is race to the local pub. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, race. Rico hops on his motorcycle. Hemi has a pretty sweet car or truck, I guess. He's got a truck. And then Rabbit and Tama jump in the car and take off. And they're all racing down the road to the pub. Rico veers off through the woods on his bike while the others race on the road. Hemi cuts. Uh, he decides he's going to take a shortcut. And he comes up on Rico wiped out in the middle of the street and unconscious on the road. Well, he stops to help and, well, Rico can't help himself from laughing. It was all a big joke. It's perfectly staged, too, man. It's like, oh, no. Oh, Rico. And it, like Rico just, like, busts out laughing. Yeah, yeah. And now they hear another car and he said, wait, wait. If you got your gun, go get your gun. Because yeah. I got you. Now you got to get somebody. And, and as they come up on this, Rico or Rabbit and Tama see Rico on his knees in the street with his hands up. Hemi's got his pistol pointed at Rico and he fires a shot. Rico falls dead. <laughs> they run out of the car and run over there. <laughs> and Rabbit, Rabbit is, he's bought it completely. And he is he's just fine. distraught. He's crying. Tama looks to Hemi and Hemi gives him a little no sh a head shake now. No. So they know, Tama knows now that they're, they're fucking with Rabbit. And he's not about to tell him either. Just let he's it go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucked up. And, and of course, Rico holds out a little longer on this one before he starts laughing. <laughs> so Rabbit is all, now he's mad at them for pranking him. And he reminds them, oh, by the way, the race is still on. And oh, yeah. they're off again. They go back, yeah. After like the, I don't know, 
dude dances around with his gun. He's like, hey, watch that shit. This ain't funny. He's like, yeah, was, yeah. we're out in the nowhere. We do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, blazing saddles moments where he's just pointing the gun around and everybody's ducking. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, race on, and they all get back on the shit. <laughs> they all arrive at their favorite bar. Rico arrives first, followed by Hemi. And finally, Tama and Rabbit bringing up the rear. He knocks some painting off the wall as he's, as he's coming in. So inside the bar, Rico's trying to pick up a tourist girl, but he has to use each of his pickup lines twice because he screws it up the first time. Yeah. That's that was, they don't, that was they don't funny. Like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny. I think the one of the lines is really funny. The other one's kind of like off like a dickhead jerk. Yeah. But one of them was actually pretty funny and kind of smooth at the same time. Like, he fucked it up, but, like, still, it's like, that could probably work. Yeah. If, if I was a fly, I'd be all over your shit. No, wait, wait, wait. If I was a fly, I'd be all over you because you're the shit. He, gives, he, he tries out two or three different lines, and he gets every one of them wrong the first time and has to do it over again, which is just hilarious. Yeah. You know, he gives his number. To the girl, he said, I'm going to do you a favor. You're going to be out here walking around this place, and it's it's not very interesting. And let's be honest, you see everybody else here. I'm the best looking one here, so I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you my number, and when you realize that uh, you want to have a good time, you call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't look like she's buying it at all. No. Yeah. On the TV, there's news footage about a fireball in the sky. We see a uh, video of a guy running very much like that fast as fuck boy video. I don't think you have any idea how fast I really am. I'm fast as fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. And, uh, and double rainbow. Double rainbow, yeah. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow, oh my god. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa, that's so intense. Especially like, but instead of a rainbow, it's a meteorite, yeah. Right. Hemi tells Rico that his auntie was saying weird stuff down at the dairy about tracking devices recently. Rico isn't too happy about that. Hemi says that maybe he's crazy just like his auntie is. Rico's pissed off. Outside, we see Rabbit consoling Rico. He, he's mad that Hemi was talking crap about his auntie. Rabbit gives Rico a ride to Red Ringas, which is a roadside food stand where Jacinta and Zoe work. Now, there's nobody stopping at this road stand since it's pouring rain, and they're way off the road, like off in some trees or something, like trying not to be seen. Weirdest, but it's like it should be a food truck, but it's not. It's just a stand with like a couple like yeah on a table. It's it's like those taco trailers that we have around town, but made out of wood. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jacinta's got a serious crush on Rico, or maybe any guy that will talk to her. I'm gonna vote any guy that would talk to her. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think she's a, a take on all comers kind of gal. I think so. I think so. Um, she gives Rico and Rabbit their food and says, You boys want some dessert? And pulls her shirt open and flashes her boobs at him. 
Yeah. And that's just a weird shot because it's obviously not her. You know how they do those where they they just uh, yeah. they use a body double for that. and But it's got these weird heart-shaped pasties on. <laughs> it's yeah. just a really cringy scene, a very uncomfortable scene. She's aggressive. She's super aggressive. And also in like uh, Magic Marker, it says, lucky you. You're uh, right. He's in really bad cursive writing. Back home, Rico can't get in the door. His auntie has locked the door and she's hung tin cans up by the door to make a lot of racket when it opens. She thinks there are aliens outside. She's sure she saw them. And also there was an eyeball in the toilet. It looked right at her and then swam away. Yeah. Later that night, Rico's phone is ringing. It's the girl from the bar and she wants to come over. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, of course, yeah, of course you wanted to come over. I, I, I had no doubt in my mind at all. <laughs> you see, yeah, I'll text you the address. Go come around back because my auntie, I mean the dog. You come around back because of the dogs. <laughs> About to blow this like every step of the way. Everything he says, he has to say over, just like his pickup lines. It's like he's walking a tightrope made out of slippery <laughs> <laughs> he makes it to the other side but it's like it's funny to watch him sweat yeah. uh, it's oh, kind oh, of uh, endearing it's very funny oh yeah he's practicing in the mirror he's practicing his lines on her in the mirror and uh, it's really funny she called me she called me <laughs> right. that part that whole scene in the mirror it's like top shelf print the first time I seen this movie, me and like everybody in the room would just like, just like biting, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause uh, he's practicing what he's going to say to her while they're having sex. He's practicing all of that in the mirror, looking at himself. He's and, being a douche. Yeah, too, man. It's yeah. funny as fuck. It's so cringy. It's like he learned everything that he knows about dating from watching porn films. Yeah. Really bad Damn. ones. Oh, God. Uh, no, it's like, yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> it's so cringy. Well, she did come over and, and Rico and the girl are having sex in his bed when his auntie starts talking because she's sitting on the edge of the bed. And she says, you know, they can hear you. They're in the walls. He leaps up off that chick like a damn cartoon character, like two, three feet up in the air. His hands just like. <laughs> somehow quietly snuck in the room and is sitting on the foot of the bed with like a broom or something. Yeah. It's like looking at the ceiling, like the truth is out there and <laughs> mortified. Yeah. Well, the girl gets up and runs off. Of course. <laughs> Rico is just, just outraged with his auntie. Next morning he's in the shower, uh, masturbating, trying to finish up what he, what he wasn't able to finish the night before. And he turns around to see two blue aliens standing in the bathroom. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what I would say they look like. I, well, <laughs> they got like jazzies or something with with butt crack faces. Yeah. Now this movie, according to Shea Sterling, was very heavily inspired by the Peter Jackson film Bad Taste. Uh, if you're not familiar with that one, go back to episode 15. We'll tell you all about it. It's great. It's a great movie, yeah. And these aliens 
are static masks, just like the aliens in Bad Taste. Uh, They're blue. They're a little less chunky and a little more featured than Peter Jackson's mask. Yeah. But they're still just a static foam latex mask. It works, though. It does. And their forehead looks like a butt crack. Oh, yeah. Well, when he sees this, it scares the crap out of him. So he climbs out the bed, the bathroom window and goes running naked down the street. And there's this hilarious, uncomfortably long shot of Rico running bare ass naked down the middle of the street being chased by a small dog. Yeah. Like it's like the whole street. Like they all live like in like little like kind of like not trailers, but like small little trailer like houses. Yeah, it's a rundown little neighborhood with little clapboard shotgun shack type houses. And it's like they're, they're the only houses out on this street uh, out in the middle of nowhere. It's all farmland you know, around them. And yeah, it's like you, you see this guy like run that entire, pretty much the entire street. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one of those shots that's so much longer than you think it'll be. You see the guy running down the street naked and conventional filmmaking has conditioned you to think, okay, you get two seconds of this guy running down the street. And That's when the like, dog pops out. He's, like, he's still okay, running. Yeah, yeah, okay, the dog came out. That's funny. That, they held on for the dog to come out. But no, and then it's the and, dog. And then they just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> just run as far as you can run. I'll, I'll record it all. And there's two dickhead kids. <laughs> Yeah, when he finally stops, there's two kids sitting in the windowsills of an abandoned house looking at him, and they start teasing him about having a small dick. Dude, what are you laughing at? You got a small dick, too? <laughs> so he runs over. He walks over there, grabs him by the throat, and, and I don't have a small dick. I got a big dick. You saw this big dick today. And that shuts him up. Yeah. <laughs> until that- he walks off, and he... He grabs a sheet off of somebody's clothesline and wraps it around his waist. And you hear, still got a small dick. Like, yeah, from off screen. (laughs) That is, I I love that whole, that whole sequence there. It's so perfectly funny. Yeah. It sells like the small town atmosphere. Yeah. The whole Beavis and Butthead attitude of like pretty much everybody in this town like everybody's just kind of like the whole movie's juvenile you know it, it is it is and you know you've got the guys who want to think they're a big fish in a small pond but they're just another one of the losers like the rest of them you know it's a, yeah it's just a bunch of dumb fish and like a school <laughs> of dumb fish <laughs> and, and it's great i love it yeah it's, you get like a real sense of community with like only like a couple stupid ass uh, interactions with the characters in the movie. Right. He's walking behind his auntie's house and notices there's a big hose running out from under the crawl space. He goes back in the house and he grabs the only weapon he can find, a tennis racket, and goes into the bathroom to confront the aliens. But they're gone. So he walks into the living room and sits down with his auntie and tells her that he saw the alien and she's really excited by this because now she's not alone you know um he was telling her that she was crazy that she didn't see aliens and oh now you saw him too 
And then she starts telling him about stuff she saw while she was touring with the band. Although, to be fair, they were smoking some really strong weed during that time. Yeah. And they were dropping acid at the same time. Probably, yeah. That's probably what happened. <laughs> Later, Rico gets dressed and goes back out to investigate. And he follows this pipe that's coming out of the crawl space. Follows it across a field and into the woods. And at the end of the hose, what does he find but, of course, a flying saucer. Uh, yeah, crash flying saucer just up on top of this like ridge. Yeah, just hanging out there. It looks kind of small. It, I mean, it it's big enough for him to climb up on it, but it doesn't it, look big enough to you know comfortably take uh, a living person through the expanse of space. It looks like those like McDonald's Playland. Sometimes they had stuff that looked like spaceships on the outside when yeah. you climb up the go down the slide that's what it looks like except yeah. all black it's a really well-made prop though oh yeah yeah well he knocks on it and calls to whoever might be inside and doesn't get an answer so he climbs up on top of it and opens the hatch and of course falls in and the hatch closes behind him because what else could possibly happen there it's a safety hatch that's yeah. the safety closing down on you right cut to the day before all of this happened we're gonna go all tarantino on awesome i love when they do that i mean, actually i hate it when they do that but i love it when we do it so i don't like i don't like most tarantino films because of that they they jump around so much that they confuse me the one that i actually really really like was it was a Western kind of thing. No. Oh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yes. Yeah, it was a good one. That was really good. Where it shows you some events, and then let's back up and look at it from a different perspective and show you a little more of the story, and then we'll like back that, up and show you some more. It was great. It's like Rashomon or the Canterbury Tales, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. You get a little bit more information every time you get a different point of view. Yeah, and it's like, here's the entire story. Now we're going to go back to the beginning, show you the entire story from a different perspective, and add a little more info in there. It was, yeah. I liked it. It was good. Hell yeah. Well, the day before all this happened, Peter McIntosh and Salim are on a, play, on a plane, and they're writing a story for Peter's blog. Apparently, Peter writes alien porn. It, it's, it's tabloid. Uh, it's like that click those clickbait articles, you know, in Facebook. Yeah. About and the only way you get people to click on that is hillbillies having sex with alien orgy. Uh, now I got a two headed baby in my garage. So it's, it's <laughs> there is some pornographic details in the story, right? But it, it's just it's just tabloid bullshit. If yeah, this movie was based in the eighties or something, he would be like in a, in a what is it weird, weird weekly news. Oh, yeah, the Weekly World News. Or, or he'd be Coljack, the Night Stalker, or whatever. It'd be like that, you know? Weekly World News, about twice a year, would run a story about how some oil company drilled a hole into hell. Oh, yeah. And the story's about Bat Boy. Oh, I miss Bat Boy. I'm, <laughs> I was really pissed off when he didn't get the presidency. Well, in this particular instance, Peter's story involves aliens interrupting some brother-sister incest. Yeah, see, that's 
that's what people are clicking on. So right, it's what you got to write about. Also, he's not even writing them; he's just yelling out weird scenarios. And he's right. Got his it seems it. like Salim is doing all the writing. Apparently, he's the webmaster, and and Peter just comes up with crappy content for him to put up there. You instantly hate this guy, this Peter guy with the glasses. Yeah, and, and that that's cool. You need to hate him. He's he's a jerk. Again, more fantastic scenery shots. Mm-hmm. And, it's almost like uh, the shiny, you know, when they're driving up the the mountain yeah. to go to the hotel. It's like that, but like in New Zealand. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just beautiful out there. They arrive at a dam. Apparently, they were hoping to spot a meteor that was on the news. Early. Peter says the meteor should crash into the dam and flood the last Maori village. Um, Salim wants to report real science, and he has calculated the exact landing zone for the meteor. So they're going to head there. They're arguing about whether or not they're going to arrive in time because they're 62 minutes away, but the meteor is going to arrive in an hour. So they're probably going to miss it. And Salim says, oh, you can still make it in time. All you have to do is speed up another 20 kilometers per hour and we'll be there in plenty of time. Well, while they're arguing about this, Peter hits something <laughs> and just keeps driving. And Salim says, was, was that a quail? No, that wasn't a quail. But but I saw the feathers. No, it wasn't a quail. You just hit a quail. It was a circle of life shit. Come on. <laughs> Let's go back and make sure it's all right. And then he's like, yeah, no, it's a circle of life. It'd be all right. Let's go. He goes, and it like goes to the next scene. It was him. almost like one of those. Hey, did you just pick your nose? No, I didn't pick. I saw your finger up to your nose. No, no, you didn't. You were into the third knuckle, dude. It's a circle of life, man. Let it go. <laughs> then we get a fantastic shot of Peter peeing in the woods. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Shay Sterling. I needed that in my life. It gets worse. Peter and Salim have arrived in time to see the meteorite. And they're going to tell a story about aliens traveling behind the meteorite very much like the Heaven's Gate cult um, and the spaceship that was supposed to be hiding behind the Hale-Bopp comet. The old Hale-Bopp. I remember that shit. I do, too. That was, that was amazing. That comet was visible for weeks. It was fantastic. I still don't wear Nikes because I don't want to see like I'm like in a cult or something. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bizarre. When I was out in California, I lived not too far from uh, Heaven's Gate House. Was that was kind of kind of creepy too. Yeah, that compound. Yeah, that's, that's, I watched like video stuff on that on uh, like YouTube. Well, they see the meteor, they get it on film, and then they look up to realize uh, there's a flying saucer coming right towards them. Yeah, fantastic like shots of this thing crashing through the trees, and it manages to take Peter out apparently and we see a uh, look at the aliens getting out of the out of the spaceship they are dressed in black leather and walking a lot like the cone head yeah right? they kind of remind me of uh you know marvin the martian yeah a little bit they have that fluttery footwalk but you don't really see their feet you know or it's like he had those birds that he would like have a hill and put water on it and have like a bird army and they had the same kind of walk that he did (laughs) that's kind of it's like the martian walk it's like you know you just almost hear that little feet sound 
Yeah, very, very small steps. And they got their backs bowed and their bellies stuck way out. And it just looked bizarre. And it reminds me of the cone hit. Totally. Yeah. Well, they are in the middle of a forest. And, of course, they make the only logical assumption they can about all of these trees arranged the way they are. It has to be some kind of shrine. And then that female tourist that Rico was hitting on in the bar. Well, actually, it's going to be the day after this that he was hitting on her in the bar. She's there backpacking through the woods and she's got to take a poop. So hang on a minute. I'm going to take a poop. And she doesn't see the aliens. And they're standing behind her, just staring at her as she squats and poops in the middle of the woods. That, uh, see, that's weird. You got this lady, probably from Germany, in beautiful New Zealand, sightseeing, and she doesn't even see two aliens just standing there like three feet from where she's popping a tube. Right. She's completely oblivious to them. All right. So this is where the movie gets really weird. And I hope, I hope all you listeners, you stay with it. All right. Yeah. Now, this next, this next, you're right. This next part is tough because since all of these trees around them obviously are some sort of shrine, that means that this girl just came and left an offering in the shrine. Yeah. And they're going to analyze it with their little alien analyzer. And so they point this little thing. Uh, it looks like a gun with a big glass bulb on top of it. They point it at her pile of poo and it vaporizes the poo and turns it into smoke inside that bulb, which they then inhale. Yeah. They, they smoke turds. They smoke, yeah, they smoke the shit. And it was awesome. They immediately start tweaking out and their little <laughs> flutter, their flutter steps. Yep. It goes full on. (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, you hear the 1995 hit song by Technohead, I Want to Be a Hippie. Yeah, that thing's like, it's playing real loud. Like, it's not playing. It's just playing in their head for some reason. And they're just like, and then they do it all the way to the other end of town where they find like a Porta John with the male and female stall. And they're like, oh man, we got to get more of this. It's like all in the subtitles. Yeah. So we see the aliens. First, we see Rico's auntie and she's trying to start the lawnmower. And then the aliens just walk past her and she's, holy shit, there's aliens walking by. Yeah. And they find a public toilet. Because they want more turds. And so there's a guy in there dropping a deuce. And uh, they're waiting for him to finish and come out. But they go in behind him and he's flushed the toilet. So the turd is gone. They want to know where it went. So one of the aliens pulls his eyeball out and drops it in the toilet. And his eyeball goes chasing this turd through the sewer pipe. The turd goes one way, but his eyeball goes another way, and it comes up through the toilet in Rico's auntie's house, and she sees her. She sees it. She's looking in the toilet when it happens. She was just starting the lawnmower, but now she's in the bathroom. Well, she was about to sit down, and looks behind her shoulder, and she sees an eyeball floating in there like it's soup. Right. (laughs) She screams bloody 
So everything that she told Rico about seeing an alien, seeing an eyeball in the toilet, we just watched it all happen. Yeah. Well, the eyeball comes out, oh, it goes back down and, and goes back to chasing the turd, but can't find it. So now all of a sudden the aliens are at a lake and his eyeball is swimming through the water super fast and jumps out and he puts his eyeball back in. Just bizarre. Yeah, this whole movie is bizarre, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, walking back to the spaceship past Rico's auntie's house, one of them smells poop. And they come up with a plan to harvest turds from Auntie's toilet. And <laughs> that's where the big old line came from. There's a big pipe under here. Let's hook something up to it. And they get a big hose and they connect it to the toilet and run it all the way back to their spaceship. To where we're at now when uh, dude falls into the spaceship. Yep. So we return to the present. Rico is approaching the spaceship and falls in. This spaceship is a lot like the TARDIS. It's much bigger inside than it is outside. Much bigger. And Rico falls in, and there are the two aliens. Well, Rico gets really aggressive to start with and starts punching wildly, and a steam jet comes out of somewhere and burns his butt. And of course, <laughs> it's his butt that gets burnt, so the aliens think that's hilarious because, well... Why not? They're intergalactic stoners. They're going to think butt jokes are funny. Yeah, they kind of get a little alien, <laughs> like a giggle. <laughs> yeah, Rico notices that they find that funny, so he plays to it, tries to play to it. It's kind of awkward. It kind of, it, it's one of those jokes that once you've heard it, you've heard it. So it's not quite as funny the second time around. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Jane Goodall and the monkeys. Yeah. Or the, the, what was it, gorillas? Yeah. It's like that, but they're both stupid. <laughs> so Rico tries communicating with the aliens, starting with introductions. He decides the aliens are named Gurgis and Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's just gonna have to learn what. I mean, this he did like a, it was like I don't know. It's like a paragraph. It was like his first, <laughs> and he would go to the second name. Gurgis was like this Gurgis, and like that was it. My name. My name's Tom. What's his name? Oh, my name is John Everett Willingham Douglas Thomas Pfefferford the Fourth. Nah, it was worse than that. It was like um, <laughs> I don't know. They started reading off like Russian poetry or something. That <laughs> one long, like really solemn like thing, and he's like, "Yeah, you're just Jeff." Yeah, Greg. your name's Jeff. <laughs> Did you say Jeff? Sounded like Jeff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rico wants to know why they were snooping around their house. And about that time, um, his auntie flushes a poop, which the aliens capture and smoke oh, while he watches horrified. Did, did that happen like right in front of him? Right in front of him. Yeah. Because they offer him a hit. That's says, right. No, no, I don't smoke shit. I smoke actual good shit. Yeah. He, he, yeah, that's right. Because he's like, you, you guys are mental and stuff. He's like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> what i do and that's when they go outside and like, yeah yeah the aliens are like just lean back against their own spaceship they can barely stand up yeah they're he, just lean back it, against the spaceship rico's smoking a joint and explaining what trees are yeah <laughs> it's like i oh, probably don't even have trees where you're from he's like yeah these trees is like woody fuckers like they grow out here and stuff yeah we cut and, these down to make paper and toilet paper you know for the poops yeah well 
I mean, his wild rambling does serve a purpose because it allows the aliens to calibrate their translator, and now that he can understand them. Uh, <laughs> we cut to a crazy scene with Rico trying to teach them about rugby. Oh, man, I love this. It's just, look, it's you and me, and, and you're the opposition. <laughs> it's just it's a terrible, terrible, stupid scene. It makes no sense at all. But it does end up with Gurgis getting plastered by, by Rico. Yeah, Jeff just stood there. Well, Jeff threw him the ball like he, so, like he told him to, and then Gurgis just, boom, down Sacked. he went. Yeah. Next, we see a shot of them walking across this big old bridge near what's probably a power plant or something. That's a good shot. I like that. Is there, it really is a great shot. Zoom in as they're walking and it comes down to where it's like uh, almost beside them on the bridge. Yeah. Rico explains that his cousin did a, a killer cannonball off of this bridge. He, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> and he shows him, <laughs> shows him a like cemetery. This is where we put people when they die. My mom and my dad are in there. Do you guys even die? <laughs> it's kind of like they found the dumbest townie to like just drag him around town and he's right. like just and he's like he's not really giving background on anything important about the town it's just all this stupid shit that he know. imagine you went to downtown Nashville and you found a homeless guy and said I'll give you $20 if you show me around town this is this is what they got I would say natural. I'd say like a smaller town. So if you went to downtown Ashland City. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> spot on. Because it's like, yeah, all, all, all he's really taking is like the size of the dam. He's taking them like four or five blocks, crossways, and then four or five blocks up and down. And that's it. Like this That's pretty is- much it. That's the whole town. Yeah. yeah. They walk by the dam. They walk by the cemetery. They stop in a secondhand clothing store and try on a bunch of stuff. Gets Gurgis and Jeff both some sunglasses, puts a, a hippie headband on Gurgis and gives Jeff a big Afro wig. But then he spots something really special that he wants for himself. Really special or really cool? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of I'm not going to lie. It's a motorcycle helmet. And a powder blue jumps. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, it's like one of those uh, stunt man like uh, evil Knievel like style motorcycle. Right, helmet. right. And yeah, jumpsuit. powder blue jumpsuit with a yellow stripe down the sleeves. Yeah, it's something yep, yep. else, man. It is something. He looks else. like the bad guy. Right? Well, while he's in there changing, Jeff apparently went back to the cemetery. And stole what they're calling a hearse, but it is a sweet-looking classic station wagon. Oh, hell yeah. It's a badass classic station wagon. It's cherry, too. It looks like it was like in the 70s or something, but it's yes. like favorite pair of it. And it's like the paint's cherry on it. I mean, it's a black, but like it's like fresh paint. So job. shiny, yeah. Yeah. Well, the owner's running after him, so Rico and Gurgis jump in and take off. Yeah, they've, they've stolen a uh, station wagon and they're going on a road trip we see them driving around at night getting high apparently they don't care for marijuana as much as they do poop yeah he keeps on blowing them shotguns and stuff that they're like just kind of coughing it fanning it away yeah 
annoying sounds and he's just kind of laughing and stuff because he's he's sitting in the middle all of them are in the front seat of the station wagon they arrive in auckland and we see a sky a shot of the sky tower i was like just again like all the cinematography is beautiful every time they go like shots where they come into like a new place or area it's like this is just like top-notch cinematography right now as a comedy writer shea sterling is pretty good and as a director he's probably pretty good as a cinematographer or director of photography shea sterling is pretty damned awesome yeah he is that's what really drew me drew me to the movie yeah yeah i i agree that's that's what makes this movie really special he refers to auckland as the big white cloud and says you got er we got everything that you could ever need here and Gurgis asks if it has an isolated intergalactic spaceport. Rico says, how the hell should I know? I've never been here. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now it's like if you got that, you know, like that pump to take you into Nashville. Yeah. You know, so you're moving on up. So now they're in like the big city. Right. Right. And they're going to get into so much trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it almost becomes like a Chin Chong slash, uh, three stooges movie yeah rico uses the translator to shout some insults to a pedestrian's mom apparently the translator will translate into whatever language the person it's pointed at speaks the the pedestrians they start chasing after them so they take off they end up in a bar where strangely gurgis and jeff fit right in and rico puts on a dance show it's like some kind of rave, and they're having like an X Files UFO night. Yeah, go figure. You know, it's it's like, uh, hey, it's all right. You can come out with us tonight because uh, it's Halloween. We're just gonna put a dress on them. Same, you know, it's well, the ugliest it ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when they were when they were arriving in Auckland, we saw a big shot of the Sky Tower, and apparently at the base of the Sky Tower is the Harrah's Casino Complex, which has uh, nightclubs and restaurants and casino and everything. And, and they're just soaking it up there at the casino. Rico actually won some money at a slot machine there in the casino. While they're, while they're in the club, they go into the restroom to harvest more turds. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they're in the bathroom. Rico's like, hey, all right, check this out. And he just like starts cop knocking, like <laughs> knocking the hard uh, mid poop, scares the shit out of him. He just opens the door. He's like, What do you think you're doing in here? Get out of here. There's like emergency. And he just pulls him out with his pants still kind of down. Right. And, like just kicks him. And then he like grabs both the aliens and pulls them in the stall. <laughs> like, you know, chop up a line or something like it's Club 54, whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. And, and, and Gurgis and Jeff, they have a real problem. They they need the, they need their fix so frequently that it makes the serious stoner uncomfortable with their drug use. Yeah. It's like everything's good, but then it's like, you know, they're like beep, 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 beep. He's like, what? We just did that like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we need some more, man. Well, Rico won some money at the slot machine after that, and then we see him outside rapping with some buskers until the guys that he insulted earlier show back up and start chasing after him they run into an art gallery and rico grabs a sculpture a little glass sculpture and he throws it at one of the guys just 
pegs him right in the forehead and it doesn't even phase him. Unlike Rabbit, it appears this guy really is conditioned not to feel it when you hit him in the face. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things that, oh, he's going to throw this at him and miss. Oh, crap, it hit him. Oh, crap, he didn't react. Oh, that's a call back to earlier. That's awesome. Yeah, it just makes that weird sound. He's like, damn, that guy pissed Yeah, it just pinged right off his forehead. And that's when they, yeah, they go into the art museum. Or no, yeah, they're well, in the, you know, he does that. And then where, it, it, there's like a back thing where like, they got like, uh, it's like behind where all the paintings and shit is. It's like a storage area. Yeah, they're running through there and they see this little sign. It says backstage and they all go hide in there because it's dark. You won't be able to see us, right? So when the lights come up, Rico looks behind him because there's people in an audience and they're yelling. So he looks behind him and he sees four cops. Well, he thinks they're there to bust him for smoking pot. And he tries to sell out his auntie. Says, you want my auntie? She smokes a lot more than I do. <laughs> but these cops aren't the kind that arrest people. These cops are the kind that take the clothes off. It's the magic mic scene. It is the magic mic scene. And Rico sees the girls going crazy for these stripper cops. So he decides to get in on it too. <laughs> Only it's not the girls that go crazy for him. It's the guys that go crazy for him. And they actually carry him off the stage into a back room. Yeah. Like, uh, like cannibal style. They just like, one gets a leg, one gets the other leg. They get <laughs> put them over their head and like just start. It's like it's uh, aggressive, uh, non consensual body surfing. <laughs> yeah, he's only wearing that one piece like suit. Right. Yeah, he's just wearing that jumpsuit. Well, next thing we see, we're back in the car driving around, and Rico thanks the aliens for waiting for him. <laughs> Kyrgyz says, Was it good? And Rico said, yeah, yeah, actually, it was good. Uh, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I had a party, don't you? He learned some things about himself that night. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we see him lying on the hood of the car, staring up at the stars. The aliens are explaining space to him. Rico wants to go to space sometime, so they'll take him. And they might even let him drive. And then he says, wait a minute. So if you stole this hearse, did you steal the spaceship too? Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a little fun. It's not like E.T. and shit. And it's like he's like a kid alien that got dropped off. Back. These are literally two like fuckhead aliens. Yeah, these, these are the Cheech and Chong of aliens. Yeah. Totally called it, man. Because, because Jeff starts shaking and convulsing, and, and Rico says, oh, what the hell? You, you had some just an hour ago. He's, Dude, help me out. Fine. So Rico gets down and takes a dump for him, and they smoke it, and they yeah. offer a little bit to Rico. And he says, no, no, I'm not going to smoke my own shit. And Jeff calls him a pussy for not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so he does it and it blows his mind literally literally he's first amazed and then incredibly horny and then 
terribly hungry and we're going to Red Ringas because there's food there and I want some now. Lucky you. <laughs> he wants the chili con carnage. Oh, man. That's going to wreck his gut. Well, Jacinta works at Red Ringas and Jacinta's got a terrible crush on Rico. Next morning, Jacinta's in Rico's bed with Rico. <laughs> and she wants more. Yeah, this he freaks Rico freaks out because he doesn't remember any of this. He was high on his own poop and he starts yelling at Jacinta to get out, get out, get out. And finally she gets pissed and leaves. And we see Rico making some tea when he hears the toilet flush. Jacinta might not have left completely. She might have just left the bedroom. It turns out, yeah, that's exactly right. She was in the bathroom and she tore it up in there, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Working at Red Ringers probably do that, too. I guess. I mean, if you. Okay, so we've both worked in food. We both know when you work in food, you eat the food that's there. Yeah. And they have a dish called Chili Kong Carnage. So, yeah, I, I guess that would make for some very unpleasant trips to the bathroom. Plus it's, she, like, it's a chicken stand on the side of the road. Like, right. how good is food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she comes out and she says, did you just tear up my bathroom? No, no, I was just admiring the paint. Uh, you're not going to want to go in there for like 5, 10, 45 minutes. Yeah, just don't go in there. Yeah, it's like, oh, thanks a lot, lady. Get out. Just get out of my house. <laughs> so the guy that plays Rico said about Jojo Waka, who plays Jacinta, that she's just absolutely hilarious. And he loved just bouncing things off of her. And as a result, this entire scene in the hallway was completely improvised. Said Shay Sterling just turned the camera on and let it roll and let them riff. And I'm sure there's some gold in there I'll be able to find. And there was because he found it. Yeah. And later in the movie, there's another scene with them, too. It just seems like she's just so comfortable. Like, just, yeah. Whatever they they come up with, some stupid or they make a stupid face, she she gets right in, you know, like, bam. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool watching them. Next, we cut to a dairy plant, and Peter is lying naked on a table. And remember, last time we saw Peter, he got taken out by a crash-landing spaceship. Selim wakes him up with some smelling salts. Uh, Peter wants to know why he's naked, and Selim says he had to strip him in case he was injured. (laughs) (laughs) Selim's a little creepy. I mean, he wants to be a legitimate scientist, but he is super creepy. Well, it's kind of like, you know, they always portray, like, scientists as, like, so brainy that they're all thinking about, like, you know. Yeah. Thing is a problem, and they don't, you know, that there's no modesty, it's just all clinical with them and stuff, you know, like Egon or you know, whatever. yeah. I, I think with Salim, it might not be quite so clinical. Oh, yeah, he's kind of, I trust guys wearing sweater, but it was just not in my thing, right? Well, Peter gets dressed, and they start to head out, they get to a door that doesn't have a handle on it, <laughs> they've got a Pull this door open by their fingernails, basically. <laughs> and I don't think that was in the script. I don't think they realized until they got there, there's no handle on this door. And then they just went with it. I don't know, man. 
dude, they, they're so funny because then like he like he can't do it, so he gets his like underling to try to do it. Right. He gets Salim to get it on open. They get the door open, and Salim says, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have any pants on. What are you doing? No pants on. He what, just what, got what? dressed, and he doesn't have pants on. <laughs> so he's got to go back and get his pants. Yeah, he's gonna shut that door on with that. <laughs> All right, so we go back to Rico in the ufo yeah we're back in the spaceship Rico rico is watching stoned aliens dance nah um, man they're flipping out one of them's got really <laughs> head. they're just making the weirdest noises and they're like pacing backwards and forwards yeah like, they are seriously tweaking because yeah. apparently they smoked jacinta's turds and they were awesome it was like they were yeah. chunky and spicy and, and just amazing. They were the bomb. Rico refers to it as skunky shit. Yes, bring us the skunky shit. <laughs> <laughs> it really voice box, but it's like that. <laughs> so Rico, he, he doesn't want to, but they finally convince him, fine, I'll get more skunky shit. Just one more time and then no more. Meanwhile, Peter and Salim make their way back to the spaceship. Peter wants photos, but Salim forgot the camera. What the? <laughs> it, the guy didn't even put his pants on. Yeah, I mean, these guys, I know this is a, this is a Keystone Cops kind of movie, but geez. It's like Skeletor or something. They're just so, I don't know what's the word, inept at being yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely suck at being, being the jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Salim's about to go back to the car to get the camera when the spaceship hatch opens and Rico emerges. And they think he's the alien because he's walking around picking at his butt for some reason and making weird noises. They don't realize he's just a stoned idiot. They think yeah. he's an alien in disguise. Uh, exactly. Or something. Change of front. Back at Red Ringas, Jacinta answers the phone. It's Rico, and he wants to take her out to an early dinner. <laughs> because he's got to get more skunky shit. Zoe, who is Jacinta's co-worker, tells her that she needs some of her herbal muscle relaxer um, because it's great for having sex on. Oh, and you mean? Repeat. All you need is one drop. That lady's giving that other lady. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you just need a tiny, little bitty drop. Like, <laughs> don't squeeze the dripper. Just let it drop, you know? Yep, just one drop is all you need. And it makes for amazing sex. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you know what that means. You know what that means. Just hang on. You'll see. Yeah. Next, we see an exterior shot of the Chateau, which is a fine dining restaurant, apparently. Yeah, it's um, like a lodge or something. They got, like, rooms there, hotel rooms. It's like four or five stories. It's nice. Big yeah. Yard in the front. It's probably got one and a half Michelin stars. Yeah. Yeah, really uh, nice place. Beat the hell out of the hotel or Caragatas. Or the the Catacuris, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, inside, Jacinta... Tells Rico he looks really tense. You want to go upstairs so I can help you relax? And, and no, no, he doesn't. And, and that hurts her feelings. And she she turns away from him. Well, he uses that opportunity 
to drop a couple of fizzy laxatives in her cup or in her glass of water. <laughs> he's not here for her. He's here for the poop and whatever it takes to get the poop. He's going to do it. The skunky shit. Yeah, the skunky shit. Rico leaves the table to meet up with Rabbit in the restroom. Uh, Rabbit is dressed as a restroom attendant. He's convinced Rabbit to help him collect Jacinta's turds. And he convinces him to do this because it'll be good for him. It'll help him erase some of his bad karma. Or all of his bad karma, even. Anything for a mate, right? Anything for a mate. Yep. While he's gone, Jacinta is going to put a drop of muscle relaxer in Rico's drink. But instead of one drop, she dumps the whole bottle in and and actually drops the bottle. Not only does the top come off and all the contents come out, we're going to dunk that bottle and rinse it out. Make sure we get it all in there. She's trying to kill this man. (laughs) I don't think she's trying to, but if it works that way, might as well. Lust and <laughs> just depravity of just like Bill Cosby and the hell out of this guy who called her on a date. <laughs> she goes to full Monty and pours the thing, drops it in there like a uh, Irish car, car bomb. <laughs> These people, they both deserve one another. They're both real They're both jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Rico comes back to the table. Jacinta is very anxious for him to drink some water. You, you, you look thirsty. You should drink some water. Rico no, says, I'm fine. Hey, yeah, you're thirsty too. You should drink Ooh, some yeah. water. Yeah, fine. I'll drink it. I'll drink it. And they both turn their cups up and drink them. Jacinta drinking the laxative and Rico drinking the roofies. They're both looking each other in the eye and they both got these like sly grins like, ha ha. Yeah. It's like they're drinking at each other. And it's like, ha ha, I know something you don't know. It's the weirdest date ever. (laughs) Meanwhile, Peter and Salim have tracked Rico to the restaurant. They think he's an alien. Peter thinks Jacinta is also an alien, I guess because she's wearing purple. And that this is an interstellar council meeting. It's a perfect place. They're like hiding in plain sight, you know? Exactly. Where else would a bunch of alien weirdos hide out except among a bunch of rich weirdos? Perfect, yeah. I I have no flaw with that, yeah. Well, during dinner, the laxatives kick in and Jacinta has to poop. They start making those comedic bubbling sounds like that on there. Yeah, the the universal gurgle. (laughs) Rabbit tries to convince her not to flush the toilet. The pipes are broken. Don't flush the toilet. Whatever you do, don't flush the toilet. She don't care about nothing. Did you say flush the toilet? No, don't flush the toilet. Flush it? No, don't flush it. So she flushes it. Flushes it. She she ain't listening to nobody. He can't tell her what to do. Rabbit panics and climbs over the wall of the stall to try and stop her, but it's too late. (laughs) She She apologizes and then she thinks she recognizes him and offers him a quickie. Jacinta's a bit of a tramp. Jacinta's a lot of a tramp, man. She has no morals. <laughs> That's okay, though, because Rabbit's down for it. Yeah, but no, but she drugged this guy in the, the dining room, and then she's going to go and have a quickie with a guy in a bathroom stall and pump back. Yeah, you can take what you can there. get. She's taking it all. She's taking all that. <laughs> well, when he comes back to the, when she comes back to the table, 
she makes a Galaxy Gods reference. Now, remember, Galaxy Gods was the board game that the guys were all playing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And Rico realizes that Jacinta is this epic gamer that he has idolized for years. And that's when the muscle relaxers kick in and paralyze his face. Yeah, he's like all kissing her ass. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're him. I mean, I can't believe you're you. Goo. I, I, I've, I've studied all your moves. I, 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 where's the cue? I, 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 what happened to my I, lip? What happened to my lip? Oh, God. <laughs> this guy's good with face muscles and shit. He's like some kind of Jim Carrey-like guy. Like, he yeah, he is. Time. Yeah, he's and really he's good. So yeah. And he starts kind of crying. He's like, <laughs> and then he just falls out. He tries to get up from the table and just falls over. Well, Jacinta's not too worried about that. She just loads him on a luggage cart and hauls him off. No one is saying nothing about this, Mike. It's <laughs> in public. Luggage cart from like the lobby to the dining area. Just throw a passed out man on it and it takes him to the elevator. You don't know what normally happens. Look, when was the last time you stayed at the Union Station Hotel? You don't know what rich people do. Maybe this is an everyday occurrence at this hotel. They, I will never stay at that hotel. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. She's, she's wheeling an unconscious guy through the hotel on a luggage cart and nobody bats an eye at it. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's so fucked up. Well, Peter and Salim are following with a device of some sort. They're arguing about which setting it needs to be put on. Peter wants it cranked all the way up. Seems to say, no, 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 that's not right. You can't do that. Yeah, I can watch. And he turns it all the way up and he zaps Jacinta with it. Bam! <laughs> Just puts it over her head and zaps her. It's, and... it's like a, I don't know, it's like a crown. With like little curly wires that hook up to a Texas Instruments calculator, and supposedly <laughs> if they put it up, it'll erase your brain. Like yeah, yeah, it, basically, yeah. it's kind of. It looks almost like one of those wire head scratcher things. It's so damn creepy. Yeah, it's just got three little prongs with with balls on the end, and they just put it on your head, and it'll zap you unconscious. Just tase your brain, bro. That's pretty much yeah. Don't skinny of it, yeah. So they load Jacinta on the luggage cart with Rico and haul them both off. All right, I'm, I gotta stop again. All right, so like, not only did no one do anything about this chick, like just kidnapping this guy, right? But no do anything about these two weirdos kidnapping a chick and a guy and dragging them out to the parking lot. You know what? Two weirdos uh, hauling two unconscious people out on a luggage cart just might be a Thursday afternoon at this hotel. I'm, I, they're paying somebody off to get these stars. Man. <laughs> um, let's see. Outside the hotel, Rabbit seems very happy after his <laughs> uh, encounter with Jacinta. Encounter. Encounter. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it because we can't say toilet stall bang. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, water closet encounter of the close kind or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, he sees Peter and Salim trying to load Rico into the back of their car. He, that, that doesn't look right. So he heads over to say something to him about it. And Peter zaps him, too. So they load Rabbit into the car. 
and they take all three of them off to the dairy plant. Damn. And we see this hilarious shot. You hear a beep, 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 and see Salim drive by with Jacinta unconscious on a pallet, and he's hauling her on a forklift. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it turns out Rico's not an alien. So they wake him up. They've got him tied up, but they want some. They want him to answer some questions. They want him to spill the beans. They found him at the UFO. He's got That's no right. Up. Well, Peter spins a tale about being a doctor. This is quarantine because he's been in close contact with a UFO. Was there an alien inside that UFO? And well, Rico's got no reason not to be honest. Yeah, there were two aliens in there. So Peter wants the story from the beginning. From the beginning? You sure you want it from the beginning? Okay, so me and my mates were at the bar, and there was this girl there. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts telling this story about how Rabbit wanted to hit on this girl, but it wasn't going to work because he was too ugly, and the girl put him down, and you hear, that's not what happened. Come from another room. Rabbit, is that you? Yeah. (laughs) They get you in the room. He says, hold on, excuse me. And Peter leaves and he goes out with his little brain taser and zaps Rabbit. (laughs) Rabbit's going to get his brain just mushified. Yeah. Like tapioca pudding or something. Peter then decides he's going to load Jacinta onto a table and Salim will do an alien autopsy. We're going to do two sets of photos. One super grainy and, and do another another video that leaves no hole unexplored. Ew. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's pretty gross. You can't do that on television, man. No. So Peter leaves Salim in there to do the autopsy. He locks him in there with Jacinta and goes back to interrogating Rico. It turns out, really, this was a ploy to get Salim out of the room because, well, Salim was kind of messing up Rico, uh, Peter's flow. Yeah. So Rico explains that the aliens are here for the drugs, mainly, and Peter tries to guess which drugs, but he doesn't really know the names of drugs. He goes down through like yeah, the list that they give you in D.A.R.E., and he mispronounces a couple of them. Right. Right, like he calls ecstasy ecky. Well, that's that's I think that's a localization thing. Could be because I've heard that in other movies, and yeah, it's like mostly Australian and New Zealand movies. Okay, uh, yeah, his he just sounds like some like square. Like actually, you know, he sounds like like some daytime talk show host that's talking to a teenager (laughs) and and fucking with the host. You know, that's what it's like. It's like. He's being real serious, you know, and demanding, but like the kid, the guy, Rico, is just kind of like, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. So, so tell me, young man, do you smoke the marijuana? Do you smoke the Mary Jane? Do you smoke the devil's cabbage? No, we smoke banana pills, man. <laughs> we get wild on you know, and he's just like kind of, kind of fucking with <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, none of those drugs are, are what it is. And Rico starts making grunting sounds. And when Peter stops, he says, yeah, Jay, you gave you a clue just there. Uh, yeah, they're here for shit. <laughs> for, for, for feces. Yeah, human feces. They're smoking human feces. 
it just gets stupider as it goes. Yeah. Peter goes back and tells Salim to get stool samples from Jacinta, multiple stool samples, and put them in little cups. <laughs> like those little sample cups? Yeah, little pill cups is what they're using. Yeah, they're getting like those little pill cups. Like the little Nyquil, like the cup that's on top of the Nyquil bottle. Yeah, it's, oh God, and he's got like a stack <laughs> sleeve of them, and he's got to fill them with her poo. <laughs> and he does it too, because, well, you know, he's a scientist. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Rico is trying to escape from his bonds. Peter takes the stool samples outside and he's placing them all over the outside of the dairy plant as bait. Uh, E.T. style. He's doing E.T. style. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like, like uh, just like the Reese's Pieces. He's putting little, yeah. little balls of poop out there all over the place to attract the aliens. Like every four steps or every four feet or whatever, there's like a little <laughs> fucking snack of poop and he's going to catch an alien that way. <laughs> And he's just carrying this armful of little pill cups, and each one's got like two or three little balls of poop in there. <laughs> yeah, the movie's so messed up. <laughs> then he goes back to find out that Rico and Rabbit have escaped, so he grabs the zapper and he's going after them. Meanwhile, the aliens have arrived in their station wagon. Hell they yeah. Have, they have been following the smell of Jacinta Poo. <laughs> <laughs> and they find Peter. So they get out of the car and they walk up to Peter and they're talking among themselves. You think he knows where the gifts are? Uh, I don't know. We followed them all the way here. They got to be here somewhere. I and swear Peter, I can smell them. huh? I was like, I swear I can smell them. <laughs> and Peter's sitting there making kind of uncertain mumbly sounds through all of this. But then Gurgis or Jeff, no, it's, it is Gurgis. Gurgis picks up the little translator and he says, where are the offerings? And the fact that he's saying words now freaks Peter out and Peter just zaps him. Boom. They go stiff as a board and just fall over. He was fine until Gurgis started saying words that could be understood. And that was way too much for that alien aficionado. Yeah. So he's supposed to be like, I don't know, like some badass alien. He's like, you know, X-Files. It's like Fox Mulder and stuff. Right, right. And but when an alien actually talks to him, he loses it. He gets his brain uh, thingy and just, yeah, tases the hell out of him. Yep. Jeff runs off. Peter follows with the zapper. He's calling to him like he's a puppy. <laughs> he finds Jeff in a corner and zaps him. Meanwhile, Rico and Rabbit have escaped, and they're outside. Rico wants to find the aliens because they're his buds. Rabbit, however, wants to get high. <laughs> <laughs> they hear some knocking on a door, and it's Salim trying to get out of the exam room. They open up, and they find him in there with a camera, and Jacinta passed out on the table. And what kind of freaky nonsense have you been up to, you little pervert? <laughs> Rabbit wants to know what he did to Jacinta, and they decide to fuck Salim up. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna make him suck a goat's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, you'll never want to do that again. Wait a minute. Uh, wait. Have you sucked a goat's dick? No. No. It was a deer. <laughs> you sucked a deer's dick. No, a deer sucked a goat's dick. <laughs> I don't know what happened at this point. <laughs> uh, they, they. 
tie up dude and Jacinta. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're still outside. They're planning. Yeah. Rabbit's kind of like coming up with a plan and stuff. And that's when uh, dude's putting alien bodies up. He's got them on the table. Right, right. So they hear some some people coming. So Rabbit and Rico lock Salim back in the room with Jacinta. Outside, a crowd with cameras is showing up. Peter, Peter has sent out the word to his two million followers that he's got a big announcement. He's got proof of alien life. And these people have shown up for the unveiling of actual real aliens. Yeah, it's like a press conference, man. Because like some of those guys like have like yeah, tape recorders and they're right. like digital cameras and photographers. Like the whole paranormal press core is there. I actually I like this shot, this setup too, because uh, it's like it kind of seems like a James Bond movie where he's he's got this big stage presence you know and he's up on right. the top of the rafters he's got this long curtain over the alien bodies and he's like he starts monologuing right and it's well just the way they filmed it it looks like yeah like a james bond movie right well rico and rabbit have crawled through an air duct and they're watching all of this now, behind peter there's this giant curtain and from their vantage in the air duct rico and rabbit look down and see gurgis and jeff unconscious on the table behind this curtain and well rico's gotta gotta save his friends rico tells rabbit that peter is that that crazy doctor rabbit says that's not a doctor that's the crazy guy who's been tasing me (laughs) so they gotta save their buddies yeah we cut to a newscast talking about peter's plan to unveil proof of alien life to his fans Meanwhile, can Peter continues his buildup, then introduces the Macintoshian species. He has named the aliens he's discovered after himself and probably the most egotistical move he could have made. That guy's a total dickhead. Macintoshian Eve and Macintoshian Adam. And then he drops the curtain and it's not Gurgis and Jeff there at all. It's... Salim passed out on top of Jacinta. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, Peter's disgraced and his fans abandon him. Outside, Rico and Rabbit are leading Jeff and Gurgis to the car when Gurgis starts convulsing. Jeff explains that the electricity has damaged his breathing and they've got to get him back to the spaceship. Rabbit's not going, though. Rabbit needs to make sure Jacinta's okay. What, what's this all about? He says, well, you know, I've been thinking about all this karma stuff, and, and maybe it's time I started making some good karma. Oh, okay. That sounds great. You just want to bang her again, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. No, no, don't, don't tell me about it. Yeah, you're going to, yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of that stuff. So, oh, this, this is the whole thing, yeah? It's really this other thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a running joke throughout the entire movie. Yeah, the friends, all the friends kind of really work off one another. And you yeah. definitely buy that Rico and Rabbit were closer than like the rest of the guys. Exactly. You know, um, yeah, there's one of the guys, Tama, that we, we never see him after that trip to the bar. He's yeah. never in the movie again. 
So Rico escapes with the aliens. Salim and Jacinta wake up and Jacinta starts making out with Salim just as Rabbit arrives. And well, he's he's crestfallen. He was going to he went back for Jacinta and she's already moved on to somebody else. He moves on like every five minutes. man. <clears throat> she does. So he he leaves rejected. He goes outside and Peter who is chasing after Rico, runs Rabbit over. Doesn't even slow down. Just run him over and keep going. That was sad as shit. No, I'm not going to lie. So I've been laughing my ass off this entire movie. But it gets to that part, and I kind of feel for Rabbit when he sees, like, you know, the love of his life or whatever, moved on. But yeah. he gets outside. He takes, like, two steps and then, like, kind of like, oh, well, you know, lover's luck. And he kind of smiles like he's about to shake it off and, like, just, you know, keep on going with life. And then, yeah, bang. Bam. He's and then that's the end of Rabbit. Yeah, he's dead now. Like we get, an, we get another chase scene, and after turning at an intersection, Rico panics and both feet on the brake. It's, yeah, he, he freaks out. He freaks out. And Gurgis said, What why did you do that? Uh, it's just waiting for my mate. No, you know, no, you're you weren't in control, were you? Yeah, I was. I'm just waiting for my mate. No, you were scared, weren't yeah, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they get going again, but that that pause there that allowed Peter to catch up to him. As they're going down the road, Rico catches up to Hemi. He's on a bicycle, and oh. Hemi apologizes for what he said about Rico's auntie. You know, and Rico says, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I need you to help me. I'm 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 trying to get my alien friends back to their spaceship." And he said, "What aliens?" And about that time, Jeff peeks up from the back of the station wagon. And Emmy sees him and freaks out. And he says, look, you, you got your gun? Yeah, I got my gun. He says, cool, I need you to stop that car. So, all right, I got you. What happened to your truck? Ah, you know, it's kind of, uh, you blew it up, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Rico takes off with Jeff and Gurgis. Meanwhile, Hemi stops on a bridge. He's going to take a couple shots at Peter to try to stop him. Peter swerves wildly and forces Hemi to jump off the bridge. Meanwhile, Rico arrives back at his auntie's house with the aliens. They are hurrying off to the woods. Rico is carrying Gurgis and Jeff is following when Rico's auntie shoots Jeff with a shotgun. Boom. Another like death out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. Just we're, we're headed to we're almost there. Boom, you're not going to make it. Yeah, and Jeff explains to Rico that this injury is fatal. You just got to make sure you get Gurgis back to the ship. They have some final words, and then Rico carries Gurgis back to the spaceship. He puts him in the spaceship, and he hits a button and then asks him if the button will send him home. Turns out, yeah, that's the button that sends him home. Got lucky on that one. And then we see Rico back outside the spaceship watching the spaceship take off. It gets up in the air about to the top of the trees, and that's when the sewer line breaks loose and splashes sewage all over Rico. <laughs> Peter arrives at Rico's auntie's house and sees Ger er, Jeff laying dead on the ground, and just as he walks up to it, the body vaporizes. It vaporizes like the poop does. Just like the poop, yeah, same effect. Well, Peter's screaming in outrage because he's been cheated again. <laughs> Auntie still has her gun, though, and she chases him off. But he grabs the translator, 
I don't know why he uses the translator to tell her he'll be back because, you know, she speaks English and so does he. I think it was just to make it sound menacing because it does have that that effect on it. You know, that rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like the 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 Google. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> back at the house, Rico confronts his auntie for killing Jeff. Don't What'd you kill my man for? Don't get mad at me. He was an yeah. alien. This is my house. He was taking my poop. That's mine. I made that. And you thought I was crazy. And you didn't stand up for me. And that hurt my feelings. It was and, my mate. And she, she really turns it around on him and gets him apologizing to her. Yeah, because he should have believed her. He should have believed her. Absolutely. He should have believed her. Well, they make up and they hug. And that's when <laughs> she. He realizes he's got poop all over him. Are oh, you stink? Ah, you coming shit. You smell like dick all. Dick all, yeah. <laughs> or that local slang you gotta love from the New Zealand. And now he's gotta try to explain the alien poop addiction to his auntie. And we get a uh, zoom out shot of the of the surrounding area and roll credit. Roll credit. Why well, he's explaining how aliens get high off shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this movie was so much fun. Yeah. It, uh, it looked like something like you, you, if you look at the picture and you're, you're like, oh man, I wouldn't rent that or I wouldn't watch that. That kind of looks stupid. Yeah. You know? That's because it's stupid, but it's, it's stupid in such a funny way. But you watch it and it's so good looking and the characters are all really well done. Yeah, it's almost it's like a top-notch movie, but the entire plot is complete utter bullshit. <laughs> it's mad. You know? It's it's basically up in smoke. Yeah, with aliens in New Zealand. Yeah, the only like thing they, that's missing was sheep. Yeah, it was like they took up in smoke and mixed it with ET. Right. Oh man, it's so good. And, and but and you know I've got to I've got to give the guy credit. Or being willing to take on that that's got to be so much work and i guess that's why it took him several years to get it out because you know they filmed this probably in 2015 2016 because jojo waka she died in 2017 they yeah. didn't release this until 2020 no they probably couldn't get distributed for a long time you know it probably that's got possible shot. too that's possible because he ended up you know, he took it like every all them awards places. He finally got a couple awards, and then he distributed it. So right. So man, hats off to you, man. Go man, Sterling. That that's that's a hell of a lot of work for one guy to take on, and and he took it on, man. He didn't back down. He's got his. This is my dream. I want to make this movie, and by God, he did it. I wonder what the shit he was smoking, man. I don't know. You know, he had been doing a bunch of music videos before he did this. Um, I mean, he's a well-known director of music videos. He's directed yeah. music videos for Snoop Dogg, Beyonce, and a bunch of other folks. So, I mean, he's known in the industry, and he knows how to do the job. But take on the all of the leadership roles in making this movie, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of hats, yeah. All right, man, I think that's a podcast. Hell yeah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. 
Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you hear us. You can follow CDF Pod on Facebook and Instagram or at CDF underscore pod on Twitter. You can also visit our website at CDFPod.com. And don't forget you can help us make donations to film schools all across the country by going to Patreon.com slash CDFPod. Join us next time as we explore another movie so awesome it probably shouldn't have been made. Oh,